Petersfield's Shine Radio. I'm Claire Venice for Petersfield's Shine Radio. The last time I was at the RHS Wisley was in September for the flower show when they were celebrating their 30th anniversary. Well, I'm back now in the wonderful glass house with garden manager Emma Allen. Hi, Emma. Hello. Now, there's a rather special event in the glass house. It's a houseplant takeover. Now, how do houseplants take over the glass house here? Well, this time they're taking over with an under-the-sea display. So we've, uh, we've created some rock work and the idea is you're going to walk on the seabed and you're going to see lots of ironically drought-tolerant plants existing in, a, in an imaginary watery environment. And what plants have you got on display here? So these are drought-tolerant plants and most of them are readily available houseplants. We probably have stuck a couple of rarities in from our back-of-house collection here. But they are generally all good houseplants for a hot sunny spot that won't need much watering. And we've designed the display so in different areas we're looking at different groups of plants. So, for example, when you come in, you'll walk out through a sea arch and that's covered in tillandsia, or otherwise known as air plants or Spanish moss. So that's covering that area and we can talk about its plant adaptation. It doesn't need to grow in soil. It's an epiphyte, which means it grows on a tree and it will absorb moisture from the air. Really educational because I think there has been an increase in people purchasing houseplants, especially this time of year where as gardeners we still love to see that bit of green around. What kind of houseplants are good ones for for beginners to to have? I would go with probably something like an Echeveria, which is a nice, easy houseplant. They're usually quite affordable as well, and it will just give you a lot of joy very quickly. It's a lovely little rosette, comes in all different colours. So that's quite good fun. We've made a lot of sea creatures out of Echeveria. They're quite useful for that as are the Tillandsia, the air plants. So you might see maybe the old seahorse or jellyfish or starfish made from Echeveria and Tillandsia in here. So they're good fun and we'll just mist them over for the duration of the display because they won't need much watering and that helps us at this time of year as well. But also if you have something like that and you want to go on a two-week holiday in summer, it's very useful because you don't have to worry about it dying while you're away. It is really creative here. We're stood looking at the display and there's an amazing four-foot seahorse in front of us which has been created out of various different houseplants. There is a stingray. Obviously quite fun putting this all together. Oh, we've had great fun. So we've worked with a very clever chap who's made us some bespoke rockwork which um, matches all the rockwork in the glass house already. So we've used that to cloud pillars. They're about three or four metres high. So that makes you feel like you're under the water And then we've also worked with the Shipwreck Treasure Museum in Charlestown in Cornwall, which is in St Austell. And they've loaned us some genuine nautical artefacts. We've got some divers' boots and portholes or lifebuoys, all kinds of ship steering wheel, lots of fun things, just to give a bit of authenticity. And then we've worked with a clever prop designer as well. So we've got a shipwreck and a lighthouse. We've got a whale tail diving into the waterfall pool. And then each area of the glass has, like I said, has got its uh, own specific plant group. So we've got one for epiphytic cacti, so that's all ripsalis. We've got a cacti area. We've got a euphorbia area, one for agave, one for aloes, one for succulents, one's for sansevierias, mother-in-law's tongue, because they look a bit like seaweed. So all the plants tend to look like sea sea anemones, seaweeds, starfish. We've tried to pick things that have a nautical look and weirdly they all tend to be drought tolerant plants. 
the summer we had last year, the sort of climate that we are potentially going to be looking at in the future, people are looking towards more drought-tolerant plants. Are you finding that's something that you get asked about here at Wisley? Yes, certainly. I, I often call Wisley the Surrey Sahara because we have a subsoil of sand, so it dries out very quickly. We could rain for months and months and months and then, you know, a couple of weeks of warm weather and the soil starts to dry out. So it's very good for carrots, but not so good for moisture-loving plants. So we get asked about that a lot for the outdoor plants, but I think for indoors it's more about ease of care. So, you know, a cacti or succulent will thrive on neglect almost. You don't need to worry about watering it. In fact, you'll probably overwater it more than underwater it. Now, as lovely as houseplants are, some of them come with little bugs that you don't necessarily want in your house. What do you recommend you could do to to help look after your houseplants and rid them of any kind of aphids and things that, that come on them? So I think probably the most common insect problem in my house is the scarred flies. So these are the little flies that tend to hang around the top of your pot and quite often you get them flying in your face. And the best thing to do with that, because that's usually where there's not enough root going into the compost. And so the compost sits quite wet for a while until root establishment happens. So the best thing I found to do with that is to try not to overwater for one and put a top dressing of grit or gravel on the top of the pot and that tends to stop them being so active so once you add that layer of grit or gravel that tends to slow it down and stop them the other big one for me is usually mealy bug inside horrible thing and cultural control is best for that either leaf removal keep the pot really clean and I quite often use cotton buds to squish things and just try and remove it culturally it is a horrid pest though so I you know sometimes it's it makes more sense to get rid of that particular plant rather than run the risk of it spreading to the rest of your collection if you can't get rid of it. And talking of houseplants and looking after houseplants there's also a new initiative being set up by the RHS which is to save houseplants. Yes so our retail team very cleverly rather than any plants that aren't sold that are looking past their best to send them to the the compost heap in the sky they are making up boxes I think of about six plants and they're mystery plants you won't know what's in the box but I think you can buy a box of mystery house plants for either somewhere in the region of 10 to 20 pounds and also there is another area close by that's going to be used for orchids and there's a small display isn't there as you first walk into the glass house here but that's going to be expanded that's right we have at the moment two benches where we put out a small group of potted orchids behind the scenes we've got three service houses with varying climatic conditions for orchids we've got a tropical house a cool and intermediate house but we don't really have anywhere to display them and it is the biggest plant family in the world and with amazing adaptation in the flower shape and we should really be talking about it more and i think orchids just capture the imagination so we are converting the gallery space once we do house plant takeover and that's finished about a week or two later we will be starting the conversion of that space into a dedicated orchid house and we'll see how the project goes but hopefully some time over the summer that will be open to visitors sounds really exciting well this i know has been a couple of years in the making i hope it's a massive success here it looks like great fun and i'm sure everyone's going to really enjoy the houseplants and seeing them in this environment i hope so too we're having great fun so hopefully people enjoy it when they come as well
What was the rival to the VHS video format? Which author predicted the Apollo moon landing? Who became the youngest winner of the Wimbledon men's singles title? Petersfield's Shine Radio with Ian Crossman. I have quiz questions on all sorts of topics for you to test your general knowledge and see if you can score the magical five out of five. The Brighter Minds Quiz is proudly supported by Churches College. Every Saturday and Sunday night from nine. Petersfield's Shine Radio.